I'm so excited you're here at the Enjoying Pregnancy, Birth, and Baby podcast. My name is Sheridan Ripley, and I've been a birth doula for over 15 years and have attended over 50 births. So I'm so excited to share positive birth stories with you, as well as tips and tools so you can better enjoy your pregnancy and birth. I'm so excited to welcome Miranda Bauer to the podcast today. This is Miranda's bio. She is the CEO and founder of Postpartum University, supporting both mothers and professionals in health and whole body healing. She's a renowned expert and top educator in the fields of functional nutrition and coaching in relation to postpartum and is nicknamed the womb whisperer. Named as a best-selling author, international speaker, and has appeared in over 50 publications, her latest book is Reclaiming Postpartum Wellness, and it's a number one bestseller now available on Amazon. And she also has a podcast that I've enjoyed listening to. So welcome, Miranda. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm very grateful to be here. Great. Wonderful. As most of my listeners are pregnant, I would love to jump into things that they can do now while they're pregnant to help make that transition into what I've referred to as the fourth trimester, that postpartum period, a little bit smoother. I know with me, after my second baby, I did have some postpartum depression and it made it very challenging to enjoy that time. And when I had my third baby, I was very intentional about making different choices. And I found that really helped me to have a better postpartum experience. But you're the expert. And so I'm so excited for you to be able to share your advice. What are some things that people could do during their pregnancy to help ease that transition? That, that's such a great question because so much of our focus happens to be on the pregnancy and the labor and birth experience. I know I, I'm a mother of four. I spent a great deal of time in my first pregnancy really preparing for that labor experience. And for all of my children, I wanted that to be a big focal point. And it's one that we will always remember. And it's very important to take the time to prepare for that. But oftentimes, we don't spend a great deal of time preparing for that fourth trimester, as you had said, or that period of time after the birth of our baby for ourselves. We'll make sure that our child has the best car seat, has all the clothes that we get the breastfeeding things that we need if we're breastfeeding or bottle feeding. And we make sure all of those components for our baby is taken care of. But rarely ever do we spend the time to take care of our own body. No one is telling us how to heal ourselves. And so if I don't know if many of your listeners are first-time moms or maybe they've been through this before, but preparing for the postpartum period is one of the most important things that you can do because it will shape your relationship with your baby. It will set the tone for your entire motherhood experience. How you heal or don't heal in the months after your baby will greatly impact your life forever. And unfortunately, again, we don't talk about this enough, but the statistics say it really well. Over 30% of women will experience depression and anxiety after a baby. Over 30% of women 
having given birth will develop an autoimmune disease in the first year of life. Just seeing those statistics, how could that impact your family? How does that impact your child? How does that impact your world? Knowing that you have a really good chance of developing an autoimmune condition or a mental health challenge after having given birth. And there are things in which you can do to truly prepare yourself for such a thing. And because we don't. And I want to just jump in and say, really to help possibly prevent those things. It's not just, okay, I'm going to be ready for postpartum depression. No, it's like, there's things you can do now while you're pregnant that can help lessen the chance of you having postpartum depression or autoimmune issue. And then there is so much help that people aren't even aware of if those things happen. So go on. I just wanted exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say in this preparation that we give ourselves during the pregnancy period, that is not happening which for so many, which is why those statistics are so high. And so we can greatly reduce and eliminate that issue from even occurring or those issues from occurring by really taking care of ourselves in that postpartum period, by really understanding how our body functions physiologically and psychologically. What are the changes that take place? We all know your body changes. What in the world does that even mean? Okay. So to answer your question, now that kind of set that up, what are some things that we can do to help our bodies heal so that we can eliminate or get rid of, or reduce our chances of postpartum depression, anxiety, autoimmune disease? It's a really big topic. First and foremost, you want to make sure that you have the support systems in place. And I know that sounds a little funny and we all talk about having support systems, but your partner is a great place to start, but they need support too, right? They're becoming a new parent in a different way. We want support systems. Who's going to be there for you and show up in a way in which makes you feel safe and which makes you feel loved. Now I hear oftentimes, I know my mother-in-law or my mom's going to come. It's like, great. How do they make you feel? How do you feel when you're around them? Because if you tense up, if you feel judged in their presence, if there's some lingering childhood trauma that might emerge during that time, those are not your support people. So who can be there to support you in that time? Because you're going to need it. Becoming a mother requires support systems. And it's not just Who's going to be there to help you take care of the other kids? Who's going to be there to walk your dog? You know, who's going to be there to cook you meals? Who's going to be there to clean your house? You should not be doing that after you have a baby, right? We want to minimize that as much as possible for your healing. But also who's going to be there for you to give you a massage, right? Maybe that's really important to you. Maybe that's not something that you ever want, right? I know plenty of women who are not, do not want that and that's fine, but what's going to help you relax? Who's on your team? Do you need a chiropractor, right? Who's your provider? Who can you call for your baby when something happens? Do you have a family doctor or pediatrician or a nurse on hand that you can go to when you're questioning something and you need to feel better about it? Those are your support systems, okay? So setting that up and being really conscientious about who's going to be in your space 
two, and one of the most deeply supportive and underutilized tools is that of nutrition. And I can spend an entire podcast episode talking about this topic alone, but your body physiologically shifts the way it digests foods. And so eating salads, eating smoothies, those are some of the worst things that you can do to your body. And they will contribute to depression, anxiety, and autoimmune disease. So eating foods that are very easy to digest, that are nutrient dense, that are going to support hormone balance and nutrient repletion. That's key, right? Because after the birth of your baby, which is a marathon in itself, I mean, you, you used your entire body to grow this baby. The nutrients from your body that are either stored within your cells or that you were eating on a regular basis were literally used to create that human being. And then you birth that baby into the world. And for many women, they also breastfeed, which requires so much nutrients, right? You require so much more. And and the the joke... (laughs) I call it a joke because the idea of we just need three to 500 extra calories, that is not focusing on nutrition. And oftentimes what we see and women are, I want to get my body back. I want to get back in shape. I want to lose the baby weight. I will promise you that will happen when your body feels safe and secure and well-nourished. It does not happen on salads and smoothies. So if that is a goal, getting your body back, getting back in shape, whatever the case may be, and avoiding postpartum depression, anxiety, autoimmune issues, you have to focus on nutrition. Nutrient-dense foods, high protein, high fat, soups, broths, like those easy to digest, cooked vegetables, right? Again, those soups and stews, porridges, Those are things that are going to be massively supportive for you. And if this is so new to you, that's okay. I actually have an 18 page handout on my website for anybody who's listening in postpartum you, the letter you.com. And when you go there, you'll see a pop-up for a handout and you can get all the nutrient advice that I have recipes, meals, all of that to support you in that. So I think that in itself is one of the most underutilized tools that we have and can truly help prevent depression and anxiety. I mean, if I just look at all of the nutrients that are related to depression and anxiety that we know of on a scientific level, and it boggles my mind that we even diagnose women with depression and anxiety first without having looked at their nutrient levels. I think that's so important to just be aware of because I know for me, after my second baby, I had two little ones and I wasn't feeding myself right. Like I can look back and see the things that I did. I don't want to say wrong because I didn't know better because doctors aren't telling you this, right? That was part of the frustration is no one tells you what to do. And, but I can see, yeah, I was not feeding myself well and did not have a plan, did not have a support system set up. And definitely I did those things differently with my third and had a very different experience. So definitely I agree that nutrition and having the team are huge. Yeah. 
Yeah. And there's a couple of other things that I would also recommend. I generally have a five point framework, but one of the other ones that I will talk about too, that I think is super important is, and that we don't talk about enough is our nervous system regulation. And our nervous system controls so much of how our body responds and in birth and pregnancy, a lot of that, that nervous system shifts and changes. And that is one of the things that is responsible for the way our digestive tract changes and the way that our gut changes due in part to the nervous system changes that take place. But when we have stress in our lives, when we have trauma from childhood, from maybe our teenage years, from the argument that we got into with our partner a month ago, those things, and I say trauma lightly, I know it's a well overused word in our language right now, but it's it's a highly emotional event that takes place. And those things, one, get stored in your body. And two, they tend to emerge in the postpartum experience as an opportunity to heal. A lot of my clients and the women that I work with I hear very often about a childhood trauma have come up and they're like, I don't understand. I forgot about that. I thought I worked through that. Why is this coming up? Why am I having nightmares about this again? Or why is it constantly on my mind? Why is it triggering me? And it's, ah, you are being invited to heal during this time, right? We say all the time, when you're postpartum, you are raw, you are vulnerable, right? And this is part of that experience. And many cultures around the world believe that this happens because we are closest to God than we are at any other time in our life. And because of that, we are so wide open and vulnerable and we are being asked to heal so that we can raise our children. No matter what your beliefs are, really, these are the things that generally come up and they greatly impact depression, anxiety, and autoimmune disease, right? For example, intrusive thoughts. That is a huge part of motherhood that is coming up. We're talking about intrusive thoughts a lot lately, I'm seeing. Maybe you've your audience have heard of it, maybe not. But that is a nervous system response. And our body simply said, oh, danger. Like, watch out for that balcony. Oh, there's stairs. You need to be pay attention, right? Your body is triggering a response to say, pay attention. This is dangerous with a newborn. Because your body's already in a heightened state of awareness so that you can be a mother, so that you can raise your children and the next generation, right? It's a biologically normal process. But when we're already in a heightened state, because we have trauma, because we have stress in our life, right? Because we're the ones having to clean our house and we're having to take care of our children and we're having to learn how to breastfeed a new baby and all of these things add up and we're sleep deprived and we don't have the support systems in place and we're completely nutrient deprived because we're not feeding ourselves because we're not able to, because we don't have the support systems in place, right? It's all tied, it's all related then our bodies kind of shut down and our nervous system says, we're on high warning. We're on high alert. Something's wrong. You need to know. It's like triggering to you. Something's wrong. Your brain needs support. Your body needs support. It's not getting the support it needs. And so all of a sudden 
that triggered reaction, that normal biological response to warn you that, hey, this is, might be dangerous getting into that car. It's dangerous going down those stairs, right? You have a new baby, make sure your baby's safe. Now it goes over and above beyond what it's supposed to because it's it's on overdrive because your body's on overdrive and you start having those nasty intrusive thoughts, those scary things, and it feels out of control and it spirals very quickly to anxiety and depression and wreaks havoc on your body. So that is a huge component as well. Thank you. One thing I do is I work with people on clearing trauma and definitely I find that we all have birth trauma because we all were born. And then often when we give birth, that trauma, there's just the experience of giving birth is a shock to our body. Even when it goes really well, it's still a big giant event. And there are often energy or emotions that need to be cleared from it. And I think that our nervous system is such an important thing to pay attention to and working on that. I really love what you say that some cultures like view it as a beautiful thing. Okay, this is coming up so you can heal it. And what a great perspective that is. And even knowing when you're pregnant, you things might come up or you can work on clearing trauma when you're pregnant. And that might also help ease your transition into postpartum. I did have a question because you would know this. Certain cultures, certain countries like really do pay attention to that postpartum period. And I know in France, because I lived there for a while, like the women go in for physical therapy after and things like this. So I don't know. Do you have any interesting things to share about that? Any insights? Oh, I have so many. Studying culture has been a huge part of of my training and the work that I have done. Take Malaysia, for example. Their postpartum depression and anxiety rates hover at less than 3%. And so we look at, okay, what are they doing to support their mothers? What are mothers doing to support their healing? Their main focus is nutrition and they have support systems. They have people coming into their home, taking care of them, but it's very, again, a conscientious choice. These are not people who are coming in asking to be served water and to hold the baby, right? These are not guests in the home. These are people who are literally coming in without a word and quietly doing the dishes and folding your laundry. These are people who, you know, they're just there showing up doing what they do best. And that's leaving mama and baby to be and to rest and help nurture them in that process. Or maybe they are holding the baby so mom can take an herbal bath or whatever the case may be, but it's very intentional. And they have an entire government that supports, there's a nurse provider that can come to your home. There is pelvic floor physical therapy that is provided for free, right? Everybody is expected to go to pelvic floor physical therapy after childbirth. So these are things that an entire nation supports these mothers. And that's not something that we necessarily have, but that doesn't mean that we have to go without. It means that we have to be more intentional right? And I will be really careful with what you do in the postpartum and how you set this up. For example, I know plenty of people and myself included who are like, well, I'm going to get my community on board. I'm going to set up a meal train. And then the meals that you get are not the meals that are going to support you in healing. 
And things happen. People get sick. People forget. This was a huge challenge for my family. We had an entire church and lots of people, and we only got a few meals, even though so many people signed up. And then what we did get were things that I wasn't able to eat. I had to cook separate meals. Be very careful and intentional about what you do and know that things like meal plans or might be in your best interest over planning it yourself, being in freezer meals, things like that are going to be much better for you than say having a meal train and relying on other people to do it for you. Because again, our culture, and especially in the United States and even some European cultures, they don't have the mindset in which we need in order to get the support we need. Yeah, that's very helpful. One question I do love to just ask all my guests is if you could give one piece of advice to a new mother, whether she's pregnant or just had a baby, what would be the one piece of advice that you would share? This is a big, deep question. And we already talked about really being intentional in your planning and understanding your needs. And I think that is probably one of the biggest things. I think the other one is know that not only are you on a journey, but so is your baby. And we don't necessarily know what their journey entails, but we know that it's important for them to go through that. And that requires us to just be there and to hold space for our babies and our toddlers and our growing children and to be able to witness them without placing blame and guilt on ourselves for the experience. Yeah. That's really great. I like that. It is. And it works. I have adult kids now. Still, they're on their own journey and it's how it's supposed to be. We're each on our own individual journeys. And as a new mom, you both are helping each other learn really. It's such a learning experience. Yes breastfeeding is normal, right? And natural. And I use quotations around those words or yes, raising children is normal and natural, but it doesn't come with a handbook and it's a learned skill. It's, it truly is a learned skill, all of those things and more. And so give ourselves lots of grace and know that your baby's on a journey, just like you are. And then maybe they're meant to have breastfeeding issues in the beginning. Maybe they are meant to struggle with sleep. That's their journey as it is yours. Thank you so much. I know you just had a book come out. Is that right? Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that and the name and where they can get it? And I'll put a link in the show notes, but go ahead and tell me a little bit about your new book. Yes. Reclaiming Postpartum Wellness. It's a, a very deep book that is not just a bunch of words, right? These are actionable steps. I walk you through exactly what foods you can use, meals, recipes, herbs that you can use for your healing, nervous system tools. How do I get rid of trauma, right? Like I give you actionable step-by-step guides to, to going through this process. How do you get better sleep? All of these things are in that book. So a very deep, actionable guide full of resources, information on how to really prepare and to heal your own body in the postpartum period. So that was the intention of the book. And you can find it at Amazon as a bestseller and depression and anxiety 
and motherhood and a couple of other big categories. So it's a big book and yeah, we're very excited for that. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will put all the links to all the things in the show notes so that people can easily find you. And I really appreciate it. Okay, gorgeous. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends or family who you think might benefit from it as well. You can easily do this through your podcast listening app by clicking on the share button or go ahead and do a screenshot and just text it to someone you think will enjoy it. This is the best way for this information and positive energy to get out into the world. So thanks for sharing. You can visit me over at enjoybirth.com or on Instagram at enjoybirth. And also remember, if you sign up for my newsletter, you get access to a free ebook, The Top Three Tips to Enjoy Birth, as well as access for free for my Know Your Options online childbirth class. Can't wait to see you there.